Welcome to the Southwest Iowa Association of Realtors, also known as SWIRE. This podcast keeps SWIRE members up to date on what's new and happening in our organization. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. It is not our intention to solicit the offerings of other real estate brokers. Not a member? We still encourage you to listen. Each week, we provide you with valuable information related to the real estate industry and Southwest Iowa. Welcome to this episode of the Swire Podcast. I'm Todd Studer. In studio today, we have Amy Hagstrom, president of Swire, and also a couple of special guests today. Chris Harder is a realtor with uh, EXP Realty, and also we have Jim Doty, sergeant with Pottawatomie County Sheriff's Office. And we're going to mention why uh, Sergeant Doty is here in uh, just a couple of minutes. But first, Ms. Hagstrom, nice to see you again. What is the latest that's happening at Swire? So this month, Todd, we have our affiliate fair. We have this once a year, and that is on Thursday, March 23rd at 9 a.m. at the Council Bluff Country Club. This is where you will have a chance to meet all of our affiliates, learn more about them, maybe develop some relationships there. So, And this is uh, a lot of the different businesses that you like to work with that can make your job a lot easier. That's correct. And then there's breakfast, too. So... Oh, well, <laughs> let me get that on my calendar then. <laughs> and then on April 11th, we have the RPAC lunch here in Council Bluffs. So make sure you register for that as well. Let's talk about why we have the guests that we have here today. We're, uh, this particular episode is all about safety, right? Correct. We have our safety committee representative here, and we're going to talk about agent safety and public safety, all of, all of the safety all, all of the safety is involved with this. So as we mentioned, Chris Harder, a realtor with uh, EXP and also a Jim Doty sergeant with the Pottawatomie County Sheriff's Office. Uh, Chris, you being a part of the safety committee, what does that mean? What types of things are you responsible for with that? Well, each year we get together and we set some goals and we apply for grants on things that we can do to deliver to our agents out in the field to prepare them for to be the safest that they can be when they're out showing houses or even in their personal safety. And we bring in guest speakers, have seminars, uh, put information out on our Facebook page, send emails, just try to deliver it in a number of ways to prevent them from getting into any trouble, if you will. (laughs) Well, (laughs) let's learn more about, well, what kind of trouble might be out there. Uh, Sergeant Doty, Pottawatomie County Sheriff's Office. Thank you, sir, for your time. I uh, mentioned uh, special guest speakers. That I think that would qualify as you. Yeah, that counts. <laughs> that counts. <laughs> well, what are some of the things that uh, folks should be looking out for? Let's just start, I guess, with, uh, with the agents and, and then just kind of work our way out from there. Absolutely. And there are, I know you're in the county, correct? Yeah. So the Pottawatomie County Sheriff's Office, in case people don't know the difference between the Sheriff's Office and the City Police Department, We cover everything that's outside of the city limits of Council Bluffs. So that would be the rural areas or even your small towns like Underwood, Neola, Trainer, Carson, Oakland, all the way out to Walnut. Yeah, and that's really important for us being Southwest Iowa Association of Realtors. We are oftentimes out on acreages and going to homes that are not well lit and not much traffic. So we really need to know kind of how to keep ourselves safe and things that we could do. Well, I think... uh, Something you think about, 
any time in life is always let somebody know where you're going, mm. you know, and what time you're kind of expected back. And technology, I think, helps us out a lot these days. If you have a, a loved one or somebody that's close to you, you can always share your location on your you know, smart device with them so they can see where you are. So you can say, hey, I'm going to go show this house at this time. I'm thinking it should take me this long. And so if you're taking a little long, they can check your location. If you're still at that house, they think, okay, maybe things are going a little later. But if you're all of a sudden out in West Omaha or something, they're going to say, all right, something's a little odd here and can get a hold of you, hopefully. Absolutely. And we do have some apps that are available through our association, but we can talk about those separately, but also kind of a buddy system probably need to take somebody if you are going out, you know, by yourself at a long distance. And also wanted to kind of know, see, what are some of the crimes that you're seeing in the county right now? What should we be aware of? In the county, I would say our biggest crime is just property crimes, which is good that they're not crimes against people, but property crimes, we still work pretty heavily. Uh, burglaries, thefts, things like that. So I think that comes into play a lot if you have a home that you have maybe for sale out there that's been vacated. That's going to be a prime target because people aren't going to be the home there, uh, especially out in the county. They may not have neighbors real close. And so, you know, working with your clients to properly secure those residences and, you know, maybe even employ some kind of uh, security cameras that they can monitor at wherever they're at currently and, you know, contact law enforcement if they start seeing suspicious activity around the residence. That's a great idea. And I know that some realtors actually purchase their own little security system, you know, a four code digit code that they can put on the homes once they've had them listed. What could we do? look out for, you know, personal safety if we're out and about, not even being an agent, just out to dinner or late at night or walking to our cars or some things that we should be aware of or looking out for. I think always being aware of your environment is the best call. You know, your gut's going to tell you if something doesn't sit right with you. And don't, don't try to talk yourself out of something that doesn't sit right. If it doesn't sit right, do something about it, you know, and that's not just if you're out and about in the public, that if, if you're getting a phone call and, you know, maybe they're offering something that's too good to be true, or you're getting something off the internet that uh, is saying, Hey, you, your password needs reset, you know, go to this link, you know, all these things, just be a little suspicious out there. You know, I mean, doing this for over 15 years, I guess I'm real suspicious because of the things <laughs> I've seen, but I think, you know, everybody can take a little bit of that. And uh, help themselves to be safe. And, uh, you know, another big thing we encounter all the time are financial scams that uh, people are encountering via the Internet, uh, phone calls, things like that. Uh, I will tell you this. If anybody ever wants you to go get a gift card to pay a uh, past due bill, it's a scam. Nobody's asking for gift cards. So if they're telling you to go out to Walmart and get a gift card to pay something, they're scamming you. Yeah, we have to be real careful, too, when we list properties for sale, particularly maybe on Craigslist or something. And even the homeowner properties, um, scammers will put them up for sale and ask people for their personal information and for them to sign contracts and give them security deposits. And it's the home isn't even on the market. So that's just crazy. Yeah, we've, a- had, uh, we've had uh, scams where somebody will call, say, their deputy that's actually a real deputy with our sheriff's office and that... You have an active warrant, and unless you want deputies showing up to your house and arresting you, you need to pay us this much. So people are faking information all the time. Just because they say there's somebody over the phone, you can always hang up that phone and look up the actual phone number for that place of business and give them a ring. I've heard about that, and then you were talking a little bit. We had spoken earlier about 
people starting scams, you know, with relationships and then ending up getting them to send them money. How does how has that gone on? There's many people that, uh, you know, are, are looking for love out on the Internet um, <laughs> and they find somebody that uh, is interested in them and they become interested in that person. They may chat for weeks or months. And then what happens is that person's like, oh, I'd really like to come visit you. But yeah, times are tough. I don't have the money to do so. If you could send me some money, I'd love to come out and visit you. And then, all right, well, I couldn't quite make it this time. And I'm back to on bills or I just lost my job. And the requests keep coming and coming and coming until somebody kind of wises up and goes, hmm, I don't think this person's real. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Unfortunately for law enforcement, the tough thing is, is most of these things are done overseas or, you know, outside of Pottawatomie County. So we have limited resources to be able to follow up on these. So it really, uh, the onus falls on the victim to not fall, fall for it, really. So we like to try to get that word out there that these are going on so our victims can not fall for them and lose money. Yeah, we really do need to get that word out. We've done some seminars and on internet safety just to our agents, but to get that out to the population, particular aging population, because they kind of buy into when they get that email and click mm-hmm. on this link and you owe this money and we just McAfee or whatever, you know, has re-signed you up or re-notified you of your current subscription and then they click on the link and there they have all the, their information. You know, scammers are good at making emails look uh, legitimate, making themselves sound legitimate over the phone. So, well, Let's touch back a little bit on personal safety again. And this phone, I try to tell my daughters, you know, because as soon as they get out of school and as soon as they get out of their work, they're automatically looking down at their phone when they're walking to their car. And we, you talked about our surroundings. So do you talk to people about, you know, having their keys in their hand and putting their phone away and unlocking a door, what are other tips can they think about? Well, I think you bring up the phone and looking at the phone. I think where that becomes the biggest issue is when you're operating a vehicle. Uh, We see that all the time. Uh, Bad accidents happen when you're just diving into that phone. You know, if you get a text message or something like that, you know, it it can wait till you get to your destination or it can wait till you're in a safe spot. You know, looking down on that and trying to drive the vehicle, I'm sure we've all probably done it once or twice, and you probably say, oh, man, I went over that line a little bit. You do that too often, you're going to happen in an accident. So when it comes to looking at the phone, that's where the biggest part is, is uh, operating a motor vehicle. Uh, When you're out and about, you know, kind of like I touched on earlier, is just being aware of your surroundings, you know, uh, whether it's, you know, for somebody who's up to no good or even just crossing the streets so you don't run in front of a car or things like that. Uh, the buddy system, like you mentioned, is great. Uh, or if you're going out for a jog or something like that, just let people know where you're going. Using some of those apps that would have your location and so forth are, are really handy. Do you do um, or have any information on somebody if you are approached on the street? Say I am walking down the 100 block and somebody just comes up and is kind of in my space and asking me for some information, maybe wants to see my phone and I just get real uncomfortable What? Would you say that would be the first thing you would do? I would say probably walk into a business that would have people in it, you know, get around people. I think that's the biggest thing. The more numbers there are, the less uh, vulnerable you're going to be because you're around more people that, uh, I mean, most people out there are genuinely good people and would help you out in that kind of situation. It's the few bad apples out there we got to worry about. Absolutely. And I know that we've talked about several times if somebody just calls you and wants you to show them a home, you probably, again, we have an app app for that, so you can get on and kind of research their information, but you should 
probably not just meet a stranger out at a property, do you think? Yeah, I wouldn't say you'd want to meet a stranger out there unless, again, you brought somebody with you. Um, I mean, we use social media. We call it open source information to mm. you know research people quite a bit uh, in our world. And I don't think that would hurt in your guys' world either. If somebody says, hey, I'm so-and-so, I don't want to see this house. I mean, why can't you do a little digging on that person with open source stuff, see if they're actually a real person uh, and so forth. Is that basically Facebook or are there other things? I, I mean, Facebook or just Google even. You can just type in somebody's mm. name and you can get a lot of information on them just through Google. That is for sure. So are there any personal safety? I know we don't want to talk about too much about this, but devices are something that you would carry outside of your you know, weapon that well, you could have. I would say if, if you're going to carry something like that, whether it be a, a taser or a handgun or a pepper spray or anything like that, I think the biggest thing is to make sure you follow all the local laws and also that you're proficient with it. Uh, the last thing you want is have to use a weapon that you have no idea what you're doing with it, you know, uh, and you're not confident with because that weapon could easily be used onto you or it could be on an innocent bystander. And so that's something, you know, we have a variety of weapons that we use and we have to train on those multiple times a year to make sure we're proficient with them. And so if, you know, for instance, a handgun, if we're shooting around, we have to know that that round's going where we intend it to because mm-hmm. we have to be aware of everything in our background. Uh, and that same with pepper spray or a taser. So if you're going to carry something like that, again, the biggest thing, make sure you're following the local laws. Secondly, make sure you're very proficient in it and that you're confident using it. And what about self-defense classes? Do you, I would imagine your office has to go through trainings. and We do take defensive tactics. Uh, for us, that's we have to. You know, uh, the unfortunate part about our jobs is that somebody's going to try to resist arrest or fight us at some point. So we have to be able to defend ourselves. Uh, I would say the average person's probably not statistically probably going to run into that same situation that we will. We just throw ourselves into those situations a lot more often. I think it is beneficial to, uh, you know, know what to do, maybe just some quick things to just create some space. And so you can get to somewhere safe. I don't think that's a bad thing to look into those ideas. Now, that's really what we're going to focus on this year is to really teach our agents and potentially their family members several times throughout the year about personal safety and self-defense just so that they are prepared and maybe, like you said, can create some space or even being aware of anyone that's coming up to. Well, just like anything in life, practice makes perfect. You know, if you don't practice uh, being aware of your surroundings, you don't practice, you know, defending yourself, you don't practice some of these things, when the time comes, you're not going to be ready. So I think that's a great idea that you were, you know, bringing that to people's attention so they can get some practice. Uh, You know, we talked about that back when I was a little kid. We ran fire drills in the house because if you ever had the fire, you wanted to know where to go and what exits to do. I mean, we did that at school and then, you know, my parents said, hey, let's do these in the house too. So we're just as prepared. Absolutely. That sounds wonderful. Amy, did you have anything? I don't think so. I think the vacant home thing was going to be one of my questions. Um, We come across that a lot. So um, in those positions, do you recommend any kind of like going into those homes? What what we should or shouldn't do? Um, Like when you're showing a vacant home? Yes. Yes. I mean, when you're showing a vacant home, especially if it's out in a rural place, you know, we we touched on that. Bringing somebody with you is always good. I I think turning on the lights as soon as you can, getting the outside lights on, always a good idea. Um, 
and just, you know, if you do have a secure, if the pre, the owners of the house have a security system, like, you know, uh, a ring or a nest type of camera, maybe they could help you out, have the login so you could right. check it out before you get there. You know, uh, there's a lot of technology out there that can help us with those kind of things. Right. That's a good thought. And I know one thing we've talked about is never, you know, kind of let open the door and let them lead the way so mm-hmm. that you're not stuck in the basement or in a back bedroom, you know, always have kind of your exits in mind so that, you know, and maybe find that out. Like you said, Jim, from the owner prior, is there a basement door? Is there a side door? Think about your exit strategy like we do a lot of things in life, but maybe how you could get out of that home safely right? if you needed to. Right. Would you say that this particular part of the country, is it safer? Is it about average? Is it less safe? I mean, where do we fit in in the grand scheme of things? Well, I know just paying attention to the news, uh, the nationwide news, it looks like there's been a rise in crime. And I'll say we haven't felt that here. Uh, I genuinely feel like we're a pretty safe county. Uh, I feel like the majority of the people out there are, are good, hardworking, safe people that uh, are pretty trustworthy. Uh, like I said, there's a couple of bad apples, and especially being next to Omaha and Council Bluffs, that will sometimes seep into the county here and there. But for the most part, I'd say the Pottawatomie County's pretty safe. Well, a lot of great information, and we appreciate everyone's time on this and we hope that uh, as you are listening to this you can incorporate some of this information into how you go about your day and and just a general safety uh, to be able to uh, keep everything just moving along but uh, sergeant joe doty also amy hagstrom chris harder thank you all for your time today and for this wonderful information and uh, we look forward to next time sounds good perfect